Welcome to another episode of Hobbit in Canada. I'm your host, Tom, and with me as always are... Dan. Ward. <laughs> Mike. That was... Yeah. <laughs> and Steve. I really love that you have to always follow Ward and the bullshit that he says. <laughs> I love how you're still surprised after all this time. It's very cute. <laughs> Precious? Alzheimer's <laughs> is setting in. What can I say? <laughs> you are, you're dangerously close to 50. No, no, no. Fuck you all. I'm here half a century and I'm still alive. That's a good point. You gotta think of that way. (laughs) Yeah, after hitting 30, I felt, you know, it's tough. Yeah. Right, Mike? It's all downhill from there. (laughs) Fuck you, Steve. I'm still in my 20s, bitches. (sighs) Yeah, you're the little straggler. I know. Young fucking punks. Sorry. Feels good. good. I'm better now. That's fair. You're you're allowed to call us that. Yeah, I am. <laughs> like, well, no, you're basically Clint Eastwood in that movie where he's the grumpy old man. So yeah, but that was a fucking cool <laughs> movie. You liked how he was grumpy. Yeah. Now that I'm 30, I'll take young fucking punk any day. <laughs> <laughs> it's reached the point where you get ID and they're like, yay! Oh yeah, that's that's entirely correct. <laughs> and isn't it also Gran Torino, not Gran Turismo? No, that's that, that's Gran Turismo is a video game that's actually pretty. Stupid. Torino is the the yeah. round of the car, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, we can talk about cars if you want, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can move on. Elevate anything else. To my interests. Uh, okay, so what have you guys been working on? Uh, I have been doing a whole bunch of random stuff. I started working on a miniature that I won as a door prize at uh, Warhammer. So it's a... Where the hell is the case? Because it's a, it's a historical it's a bust. bust. Uh, it's supposed to be some Norse prince circa 862. It's a pretty cool sculpt. And I have never painted a bust before, so it's a little different. So that's kind of fun. Uh, also been doing a few commissions and I'm pretty happy with the way the color scheme's turning out for that. And then I also got five Sicarian infiltrators built and base coated. So some stuff for me done for sure. Nice Mechanicum. Let's go on to the, let's leave Mike for last to put us all to shame. Uh, <laughs> Ward, what have you not done? Uh, I haven't done actually very much this, uh, these last Get two out! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I'm supposed to act surprised when Ward talks, right? Yeah, well, slightly, <laughs> slightly, I guess so. Yeah, no, I just, uh, my downtime has been busy because my wife likes to book all my time now that she knows my schedule. So all <laughs> I've been doing is Mistake actually... Mistake number one. <sighs> Listen, there's only so much I can do. Hey, it's uh, been good. Baseball. Baseball, yeah, there's been a lot of that. But um, for me, it's just been cleaning some... Um, Basically, like little obstacles, like fences and shrubs and that sort of thing, right now. So prepping for some, onslaught scenery. Some downtime at work. I've I've had a little bit of time for, to do that, and that's about it. It is for onslaught, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, this week in BattleTech, Dan, go. I've been doing graphic design work until my wrist feels like it's going to fall off. So I should do slightly less graphic design work, but I'm not going to stop. I'm sure it's some graphic design work. Yes. Well, I saw his wily e. coyote. It was okay. Uh, yeah. I'm still not sure if that's graphic <laughs> design or... <laughs> well, it's graphic, I'll tell you that much. Uh, but yeah, I've been doing uh, been doing actually quite a bit of the graphic design work, whether it's a um, bunch of designs for potential dice order, as well as just like some more of the pixel art stuff that I've been doing, but basically spending 
all day at work on a computer and then all evening on a computer. Yeah, not yeah, so don't, good. Don't do that. That actually sucks. Yeah, my, my wrist slash thumb are not enjoying life right now, so um, kind of need to back off a little bit. Hmm. But uh, yeah, like I said, I'm not going to because I'm not done yet. So I'm going to maintain this from heavy masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Steve. On that note, Tom, how about you? What have you been doing this On time? the topic of... <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I built about 15... Uh, Can we build- just go back for a second? What the hell is heavy? <laughs> um, frequent or I don't really know what I meant by that. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, it could just be like a grip strength, like tensile strength. A <laughs> <laughs> very heavy tensile strength in your. Okay, yeah, seriously. Move on. What are you working this week? Yeah, we, we can't grip this segment too hard. Um, I've got. I've been doing a bunch of Malifaux scenery. I did up a bunch to take over to the. Uh, six sorcerers. I can't remember if it was sorcerers and six guns or six guns six and sorcerers. Shooters. Six, shooters. six shooters and sorcerers. Sorcerers and six shooters. Sorcerers and six shooters. It's weird because I was the only one there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a, a Malifaux event. So I did up a bunch of scenery that I got. The stuff that I got from Dan Miner a while ago. I finally put it all together. And even though there was no instructions whatsoever, it was actually. It went together surprisingly easy. It is now, to, not to take away from Dan Miner, it is pre release stuff. So that's why I didn't have instructions, right? Uh, well, yeah, I w- it was a bulk order okay. of a bunch of stuff. Gotcha. Um, and so I put together a bunch of the Adobe buildings, the westerns, and basically it's the ruin stuff is just Mordheim scenery. Nice. It's pretty sweet. Um, so I have now have a bunch of MDF Mordheim scenery, so I kind of want to play Mordheim again. I'm in for that. I love Mordheim. What's uh, wrong with that? And then I started... You possess Warband with the worst demon guy of all time. With the bulging eye? Bulging eye and the weird forehand. Yeah. And uh, tentacle arm. Yeah. I love that guy. So cool. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, I also started doing a little bit more work on them because they're pre-painted, but I kind of treated it almost like they're pre-base coated. Okay. I started doing a lot of detail work on it with texture paint, pigments, excuse me, inks, all that kind of stuff, just to kind of give it a little bit more color definition and make it kind of fit in more with the models. Because a lot of the pre-painted MDF stuff kind of looks like... It looks a little out of place yeah. when you're using gaming figs. So you start adding a lot of those colors from the gaming figs, the textures from the bases around the bottom of the mo- of the buildings, and it just ties in with the, ge- the board you're playing on. So I uh, had a lot of fun with that. And then I was putting together some Scorn models. Nice. I thought you were going to go with an and Dan from... What was that movie, Dude, Where's My Car? And Dan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, you said that this is just getting way more obscure as we go. Yeah, I'm working on more it. than okay with this. Yeah, and you put a bunch of pictures on the website with uh, the buildings too, right? So I did, yeah, to kind of give people a sense of... Uh, <clears throat> the difference between yeah. a before and after yep. look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely makes a big difference for not a huge amount of effort invested. So. Oh, it was none at all. Like It honestly only took me a couple hours to get about... Um, well, because it was two small buildings and then one larger building that was basically made out of three of the smaller ones. So it was about two or three hours' work to get five effective buildings done up to a standard that looks way better. So hmm. There you go. Yeah. They, um, came, in ha- they and, came in handy. Yeah, yeah, it was great. They're tons of fun to play on. I actually had a chance to use them and because uh, they open up really easily and they've got nice big doors. A lot of the foreground stuff is really pretty, but it's actually twenty-eight mil. It's twenty-eight mil historical scale. Yeah. Whereas Malfo is thirty-two heroic. So it's a little bit more exaggerated. And yeah. Models are bigger. So the scale actually works better with these buildings than a lot of the other stuff you'd get in the MDF. Sweet. Um, especially in because most MDF buildings are designed for a twenty-eight mil, either historic or heroic. 
Um, not many are designed for more than closer to the 32, so. Hmm. There you go. And? Is it Mike, Mike yeah. Oh, Mike. Yeah, we, keep I just keep in mind. It us all. Keep, keep in mind, I overcompensated because I hadn't actually had a hobby space for about four weeks before that. So I got 20 Uh-oh. Blood Reavers done. I got three Gore Gunters built and primed. I got 10 Hardboids built and primed. I got the War Chanter built and primed, the Mega Boss and the Shaman built and primed, and the War Boss painted, and 20 Blood Reavers painted. And uh, I'll stop now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like actually I'm almost losing momentum on my on my orcs. I'm like, well, Mike's just gonna have them done. I'll just borrow his. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you ever have momentum on those orcs? Yeah, let's be honest, yeah. Tom. <laughs> you did. Yeah. How hard were you to Sigmar? I okay. <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that uh, the things I'm going to talk about and shut up and take my money make me all kinds of happy, I probably would have been going into Age of Sigmar as my next project. I call bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's doing orcs right now, though, for Age of Sigmar. So. They are really cool models. I'll get it's October. October. I really, I do like them. I mean, they're basically mega armored knobs. Everybody, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Have we yeah. seen them in person yet? Yeah, they're huge. They're like ridiculous big. I did not actually think they would be on that big of a base for the. Well, the war boss is on uh, a hardly boys. Yeah, and the war boss is on a dreadnought base. Getting a clue. No, nobody gets us. Well, it'd, it'd be the Artie Boys, because you no. couldn't have the H on there because of the orc thing, right? It'd have to be the Artie Boys. Have you not seen the Hardly Boys? Well, I was thought you were talking about the Hardy Boys. No, just don't worry. Is the Hardly Boys making fun of the Hardy Boys? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> they always get clues. I have a raging clue right now. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alrighty. Wow. Okay. Anyways. Interesting. We should okay. move on. Yeah. Slight, slight well, derailing. Of yeah, topic. I got lots of stuff. No, okay, we derailed before that topic even oh, started. Yeah. yeah, that was. But that was actually we went through that pretty quick. So I feel like the derailing was was acceptable. Um, yeah, and our, honestly, our our level of acceptable derail at this point is uh, is quite high. <laughs> let's let's be honest here. Yeah, we're not we're not necessarily known for staying on topic. Yeah. Uh, yeah speaking exactly. of topics. Um, shut up and take my money. What do you guys? Uh, what did you throw money at? Let's leave. Oh God, I, I just I can't even. I can't. I can't even look at these guys right what? now. Oh yeah, you two look. No, like, no, oh we, God, but we threw money at this a long time. You guys time look ago. like nerds, and that's coming from a from a podcast about nerd stuff. It's true. Like, like you it's really a like new level. Now. You're just jealous of our capes. Uh, <laughs> they're yeah. not even capes. They're banners that you're wearing as capes. Still counts, but they're not not even just. Capes, they're uh, call the police. Help! <laughs> they're literally battle tech. Okay, you guys explain. Just, just make it quick. <laughs> well, tear that bandaid right. We need money a long time ago. Yeah, it's it's our shut up and take my money from like probably six months ago, maybe. But the battle tech uh, physical backer swag, whatever it's called, the physical rewards came. So like the uh, swanky hats and banners and. Velcro patches and stuff all came, and we're wearing them. Pins, dog tags. <laughs> now, that being said, the, the video game does actually look pretty cool. Yeah, the pre-alpha footage from yeah, Con looked no. really sweet, and yeah, our stuff came, and we're wearing the banners as capes, and I don't know why you're judging us. I, <laughs> I look fabulous. Oh, I'm judging you. Um, okay, the weirder part, too, for all the people in Radio Land that can't see this, they their stuff showed up without them knowing, 
and they managed to match what they were wearing to their capes and hats. <laughs> yeah, it worked out Which great. was totally weird. I did like, not know. The colors for your shirts work perfect, both of you. <laughs> and the weirder part, Dan, is yours is like a kind of obscure blue that normally you wouldn't, wouldn't be the most common color of a, of a shirt, and it somehow matches your <laughs> <laughs> I have no fucking clue how that you pulled that off. I don't know this whole brown and yellow thing on Ward's shirt is also oddly <sighs> specific. Yeah, that's really. Yeah, yeah that's really perfect. Weird. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty perfect. What can it's I say? called creepy. Am I? I'm not sure if I'm impressed or just horrified. But either way, um, <laughs> my brain hurts one way or the other. Which houses did you guys go with? Because I could see them, but well, we both can. we both texted back and forth a million times trying to decide. Because uh, neither Which of us, we're gonna go with, yeah. neither of us are necessarily great house for our like primary factions. Like when we think of BattleTech, and we didn't want to get the same faction. <laughs> of course, that would be <laughs> that'd be that embarrassing. Would be, How dare you two show up to the ball wearing the same BattleTech? <laughs> the cape. same cape, yeah, I know, right? So thank <laughs> goodness that'd we avoided that massive faux pas. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think Ward ended up saying Davian before I made up my mind, so I had to pick Steiner. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's of course the way it goes. I mean, I'm come well on. familiar with that decision. I'm just surprised we've all been there. I'm surprised Ward didn't pick Steiner because he could have worn it as Imperial Fist shit. Yeah, totally is Imperial yeah. Fist. I didn't realize that. Especially but the Dalian stuff coin. is closer to yellow. Was the coin? Uh, was that the dog tag? The, the coin thing that had the fist symbol on it because that looks exactly. No, that was a pin. Well, everything has oh, the fist pin. symbol on it. There's a Velcro patch. There's a pin. Okay, but specifically the, the pin because it doesn't have like any. It's just got the fist. It looks exactly like an Imperial fist. That was the lapel pins. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But Where are you going, Mark? Which is somewhere. Never mind. Oh, you just want to see it now? He's now you're right through the rest yeah. of the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to trade pins or something. I don't know. I don't know. I actually am excited for the video game, I have to admit. Uh, yeah, it does look really good. And uh, Also, so yeah. turn-based video games, there's not enough of them. I remember the old... It looks, it looks awesome. Yeah. The Gen Con footage where, like, scouts actually matter, and it, like, pings, it's like, oh, yeah. Like, there's they have a, a little frog trooper guys? I haven't seen that yet. There's a heavy... No, there won't be any yet. elementals, because none? it's 3025 inner sphere only, so... Oh, okay. No yeah. clans. Although they're saying if they make just scads of money off this thing, they will advance the storyline in expansions and stuff like that, so... So, event, so buy all the copies, and then we get clan tech. Very true. But yeah, because well, when's the clan invasion? That's after 30. Uh, 30, 30, 50-ish? Yeah, 30, 49? Yeah, 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 okay. That sounds close. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> something like that. Kind of into it, actually. There you go. Okay, let's move well, on to something that like everyone cares about. This has nothing to do with... The miniature battle tech is always a weird place for me, but the video game side of things is okay. I don't know what the hell that works. <laughs> uh, it's because we all you, played Mech Warriors as kids. Oh, Mech the, Warriors only, the only person here that didn't play Mech Warriors as a kid was Mike. Because he played it as an adult. <laughs> 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 nothing wrong with adults playing games, let me tell you. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all adults sitting around here talking about games. That's the... That's, That's why it's okay. Steve. <laughs> it is okay. Yeah, we're just we're just hitting it a little bit later. He's reassuring. They're me. just making jokes about my age, Steve. It's okay. Uh, it's good. Well, it was just your birthday, so it's yeah. this is like a birthday episode for Mike. Yeah, and Steve. Steve's birthday was just a little awesome. True, you're both old. Yeah, Steve, but he's not you, used to it yet. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I'm going to keep this moving forward, okay. potentially on topic. Uh, so it was Gen Con this last weekend. <gasps> And that means for Weird that they have the Gen Con specials where a bunch of models that are not available yet get pre-released. Which means for me, a whole ton of Gremlins. Including 
the new there was the new crew box for every faction for the next book that's coming out in a few months were all released at Gen Con this year. Huh. So my Sky Pirates are coming in the mail. Hmm. So they, and they just I like how everybody was kind of like cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the reaction so, was actually man. you missed something. You missed shut up and take my money. That's what we're doing right That's now. Oh, doing. I thought you were talking. Okay, never mind. He didn't jump in. All our shut up and take their money is from Gen Con. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because we're... Not we're, all cause, of this. Because their <laughs> shut up and take the money was the... I can't even look at this shit right now. Our sweet capes. <laughs> uh, and mine is Gen Con. <laughs> nice duck ape. Darkwing duck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. That is the true advantage of wearing a cape is Darkwing duck moves. Mm-hmm. Keep going, Tom. <laughs> please, please keep going. Uh, yeah, so oh. I picked up the... All of the stuff from the last book that wasn't released yet, so all of the like weird cyborg gremlins and the mechanized pork chop and everything were all. (laughs) (laughs) Just let it go. I'm slightly intrigued though by a mechanized pork chop. Dude, is it like a pig or is it like literally a pork chop? (laughs) It's a mechanized pig. (laughs) Oh damn, it was so much better. It was just a weird pork chop. Dude, I'll tell you, it gets even better. Is the pig? Does the pig have a name? Is it pork chop? I think so. Okay, that makes sense. I was so hoping it was literally like a pork (laughs) chop in a robotic suit. Because that would have been... Like Aquatine Hunger Force style? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. That would have been amazing. It would have been so good. Can you imagine painting that, too? Like, oh, I would you love it. Like, raw meat, like, it's a slab, like, it'd be weird. It wouldn't be a slab of raw meat, because it'd be mechanized. It'd be white. The but you'd have to have the, the pork chop somehow, like, I imagine, hooked up to the like, like, exosuit <laughs> thing. I don't know. Like, yeah, like the pork chop is, is But why control? is the pork chop sentient? Like, that's the part about this thing that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> because it's Malifo. Bad things happen. Super meat boy, right? Yeah, he was literally a chunk of meat. Yeah. Yeah. This works. Anyway, so I got uh, all of those models, plus the new... You would actually like this one, the new Emissary, mm-hmm. is for Gremlins. It's basically like a Doom Wheel, but it's Gremlins riding on top and pigs powering it by running in the inside of the wheel. Surprisingly, I don't like that because that's that's only for the Skaven. <laughs> that's blatant. <laughs> The Under Empire is upset. <laughs> In the other universe. <laughs> just kind of like the thin thin veil of between them. Hey, you know what? Malifaux could just be another realm in Age of Sigmar. And when they inevitably buy Malifaux to steal up all their competition, bam, in Age of Sigmar. Yeah, it's going to happen. Um, but, <laughs> so I ordered all that stuff. But the model I want to tell you about isn't available yet, but its rules have been leaked in the, the new book, is the Pig. Oh good fucking god! <laughs> it is a it is a gremlin that turns into a pig. <laughs> I was thinking when you said it, I was thinking manware pig, but uh, <laughs> a gremlin turning into a pig could be interesting. I'm not yeah. sure if I'm more upset about this or the capes, right? <laughs> oh no, 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 no! There's one more. You guys remember the movie Dogma? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, like shit demon. Yeah. So oh, I thought you were gonna have like a gremlin Alanis Morissette. Oh, even better. <laughs> but there are these new little demons that are just basically like filth turd demons that are also part of the Gremlin faction, which makes me so happy. So nerglings? Yeah. But like, <laughs> nerglings look really gross and slimy and like they could, you don't know what they're made of, but these guys are just like these little brown, brown turd shit. things. They're the poo con. Yeah, basically. So what I gather is that you are playing Nurgle and Skaven. And at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Do you guys know that the Pua Emoticon actually has an IEEE standards document, and it's hilarious to read? You should. I'll send it to you guys sometime. It's I feel like funny. this is the kind of humor that you would 
you would really appreciate and would be completely over my head. No, 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 no. It's an engineer writing about what the Pua Moticon should look like and how it should get its meaning across in all cultures. It's amazing. <laughs> And it's clearly written as the engineer knows he has to write it to get it past his boss. Well, clearly but the he's answer still is, being funny. Clearly the answer is googly eyes. <laughs> exactly, googly eyes on a chocolate swirl. Nope, poop. <laughs> yeah, that's. Anyway, so that was all of my monies uh, for the hobby stuff for this little while. Um, Steve, mine was uh, I picked up just Scarians. That's it. Uh, not a lot this week. Because I've got a bunch of commissions and other stuff that I'm working on, so it's kind of been a, a tame week for hobby spending. Huh. Michael. Although, wait, okay. I'm not going to ruin it because there is a shut up and take my money, and I'm glad I didn't buy anything this week, but we're going to talk about it in another period. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling. He's yeah, I mean, if, if anybody follows GW and knows anything about what came out, it's pretty obvious at this point in time what I'm going to talk about. More trucks! No, no, no. <laughs> in no way is that what I'm going to talk about. But anyways. All right. I, my shut up and take my money is Ward's fault. Go it's on. True. All, it's true. All of the All above. of Ward's fault. Uh, How much of it did you buy? I did not as much as Ward. I was actually pretty. Okay, cool. that does not yeah, set a bar. <laughs> that's reasonable. I only got, I think it's. Was it less than a PlayStation? Uh, seven items are in total. Because he's still more than a PlayStation. Knights of Dice? Yeah, but no, it's probably not even that. I don't even think it's over two bills. No. For yours? No. no. You're good. No, nice. No, the price is actually pretty reasonable. Yeah, and I bought some stuff from Hawk, and I bought the Wild One Nightmare Edition for Malifaux. Nice. Back to Knights of Dice, what do you pick up? Uh, it's all uh, the uh, Chinese Chinatown stuff. It's the gates, the, nice. the ramen, Noodle the, shop. The, pago- the pagoda, yep. uh, the terrace, some furniture. It's badass. Yeah, yeah so they've got I, like a little I'm surprised like, you picked that up because uh, you hate painting scenery. Yes, I really do, Steve. Was it after I, doing that, that sweet display board that you realized that I still the techniques it. utilized when painting scenery were just like really fun? No, <laughs> still didn't like it. You're nope. gonna not like it. the little ramen shop. Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> it's <give> scary it. <laughs> complex for something so small. Just because I don't like painting scenery doesn't mean I can't. I just don't want to. So the question okay. I have for you, Mike: What are you planning on using it for? It's uh, pretty much for uh, Malifaux. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, like Ten Thunders. Ten Thunders. Yeah. Ooh, so it means you're gonna play more Malifaux with us? Eventually, yeah. You could also use it for Infinity. Yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. Paint a little bit more neon lights and stuff yep. for Infinity, and it'll work. Have some yeah, but there's no reason why I can't you could work also for, uh, get the acrylic uh, edition set from uh, Custom Meeple because they have all the Chinese like characters and stuff, like for the neon signs that like, oh, look in okay. the corners. That's good. That might clip onto the side. Magnetize. Well, you wouldn't want to magnetize because it's all clear acrylic, so it would look a little weird. You could like attach it to something and then yeah, but they have literally slots that go into the side. So if it's like standard uh, MDF, hmm. and you might have the tools, being a machinist, to maybe even make the little openings bigger. Yeah, I think you might be able to do that. Uh, then you could just like hook them on the corners, and suddenly yeah. they've got neon signs. Bam, infinity. That nice. could be cool. Yeah, I think this is a good plan because then you can do up the infinity scenery, and I don't have to. Because <laughs> you need a lot. <laughs> there we go. There's the reason why it happened. But yeah, so but that's about three bills right there, I think. So I stopped at that point. It's not a bad still haul. quite a bit. Not a bad haul at all. I feel like you didn't stop at all because we're going to go into the first period. Yeah, that's the other item I didn't mention because it's in the first period. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So yeah, this is this is largely going to be Mike and Ward's period to share. Yeah. It's actually synced up this time. 
Oh, like Menzies? No, it's kind of a little weird. That one took me a second. Yeah. She was okay. They, they were staying in a, a sorority together. <laughs> Things are now just. We'll all let you the same join. We've been together for. Yeah, hey, I would join in a second if you guys were were there. That'd be that'd be a great time. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, what we're going to talk about for the first period is Mike. Mike mentioned it briefly that we spent some money on uh, Hawk War Games, the, their show models. Yes, the show only models, which they decided to start releasing online. So this really? is the first time that they've done it. Uh, it started yesterday, and my interest. And they're releasing them for two weeks. Yeah, it's till the twenty second. So of it's August. still available. Yeah, still available. Yeah, right right resistance. So if you want the bus, there is you the can bus. buy it right oh. now. So they have all the want. stuff in the scenarios too, like the lasers and that kind of stuff. No, that, that's always that's that's, that's always been on. That's always available. Okay. That's been the show the stuff scenario. is. But wasn't there one piece of scenery that they had that was? Uh, yes, the drop pod, which was the 2014 show only. Yeah. No. that is available currently. Nice. The 2015 Resistance double decker bus available currently. The 2016 PHR oh. dropship that replaces the Neptune. Same rules, same loadout yeah, and yeah. equipment, just a different looking model. It's available online right now, and no minimum or no maximum quantity. So no. So I could order a hundred buses. You could order a hundred buses. Bus army. It'd be like two hundred buses worth of a hundred bus. They also they are double. They <laughs> double decker. They, can you make an? No, you can't. I can guarantee you right now with the battle group. So it's like, can you make an army of all buses? Because that would be awesome. Almost actually. Yeah, you can actually. Are they considered transports? So they yeah. come to the pool. Yeah. Oh, you could do it. Yeah. But you just need a general, I think, right? A hero. Yeah. Hovercraft. Oh, which actually could be but the big hovercraft carrying the buses. Infantry generals. Oh, yeah, you should do this, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> bus <laughs> army. How many pounds? Ten per pounds. I think it's ten pounds per bus. Oh, I can't afford that. <laughs> like, one or two, sure. But the pound is yeah. falling like crazy still. Just wait it out for the rest of the week and see what happens. <laughs> well, that'd be about almost 16. Is it 60? What are they at right now with the pound? Uh, I don't know. Because it's been I think falling like a stone. Conversion rate, measure. I think, is close to like. I think it's still around a dollar seventy. So seventeen dollars for battle bus. <laughs> so ten battle buses, one hundred and seventy. That would probably That's be pretty close. Not to the army. that horrible if you consider how much you spent on Malifaux. Hey, I only I spent one hundred and fifty US on Malifaux. Thank you very much. Which is which is over two hundred Canadian. Yeah, we got yeah. more than. Ten of the same model, like he didn't. He but this is a joke army. But you can also paint buses different colors. That's true. You could paint them different colors. <laughs> totally sold. So yeah, your orders are already in, though, right? Like I can't tack onto one of yours. I'm ordering tonight. Can you tack two buses for me? I can probably tack. Yeah, bus army. Here we come. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like yeah. two of them because I think they'd be the double deckers. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can do that for sure. So yeah, no, I I wasn't totally sure like how many. How many are you getting? Worth? Flyers I needed, and how many? Are you going to do all Neptune replacements with the new one? Maybe that oh, face says yes. <laughs> that face says yes. Yeah, he is. Mike, he don't is. do, don't do. Mike's yeah, ordering do three, so so you clearly have to beat him. I have to at least order four. And when you're ordering four, you may as well order six. No, you know what? I need four now. I'm gonna. Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> I'm, I'm double checking my list that I took to LVO and Are you all the Neptune. Uh, probably just once, okay. but all the Neptunes that I had in there, I should probably be replacing with the new. Uh, Ship. I would also like to say that my hobby expenses are at an all-time high because of this fucking segment. <laughs> like, all we do is sit in a room and tell each other how sweet things are and how 
amazing and how much you need to buy them. Yeah. And then I go home and cry into my credit card and eat cereal. Mm. You're just lucky you can't buy sweet capes anymore. <laughs> or you would all be buying them as soon as this episode is over. That's true. Very true. But yeah, the, the, no. thing, <laughs> the thing that I like that... Or I could spend the money on beer. Oh, I, the thing that I like that Hawk did is they actually went back to all their oh, all, all their previous, previous years yes. and did it. Because so. actually the 2014 were really hard to get. And if it came up on eBay, it was usually going for three to four times its cost minimum. Sometimes more. It was, it's getting stupid. And a lot of people are just ordering them for the objectives, which me and Mike talked about earlier, and that's that was his game plan, and that's what I was thinking for, uh, like, the focal point Yeah, uh, stuff scenarios. focal point or objective. Yeah, yeah so... so yeah, and Privateer Press has been doing that for years as well. Yeah, they've... And they... Uh, but they're releasing some of the, the old ones. models? Correct. Yeah, yeah. okay, that's cool. do some of the old ones. So does Weird do that too? Um, Sometimes. But they do their things in much more limited quantities, so it's all dependent on what's still available. But then, so when it's gone, but then it's, it's gone. gone. Yeah. It's gone. Okay, because this it seems like they're going back and remaking. Yeah, they must the have. Yeah, they have to. Yeah. So considering uh, at LVO last year they had the bus and that was it, right? So yeah. The other show only model that they're doing is actually a whole bunch of like cars and street buses and everything. It's scenery. Yeah. Oh. So they basically got, the equivalent of scatter terrain for your yes. twenty-eight mil games. Except and if you're, you're UCM, you actually want that. You need. It because your army's crippled because your tanks can fire over top of it, so yeah, little they tiny still cars in front. You get yeah, yeah get cars it. are perfect. So being for, actually hull down is a thing. Yes. Well, no, UCM specifically have the turrets that can go. Oh, because they the crane gun thing. Yeah, yeah. crane gun. So yeah, they really benefit from having like just that tank sort of height scenery. Um, so it's cool that they're doing scatter terrain in that scale because I don't really know of any other company that does good scatter terrain. Yes. That scale. So the question I have, I've looked for, it's hard to find. Yeah. Are they? Want individual cars, yes. or is there a bunch of cars yes. on like a base? Individual cars, or? all individual cars. So I could mod that shit up to make resistance. Absolutely. Yep, much. I'll show you some pictures. There's even the semis in there too. Like, <gasps> yeah, you can max that. Oh, shit. oh, oh! You're just gonna buy that. There's two semis and three cars in the pack of that scenery. And again, the, there, is that, there's sorry, two packs. Ten mil or fifteen mil? It's 12, 12 mils in it. I thought it was. 12. Uh, I thought it's, it's, not, it's not ten mil. It's bigger than epic, but I don't know exactly. I thought it was twelve. I thought it was twelve mil. Yeah. Okay. Twelve. Um, but yeah, they've sure. got uh, two different kits. It. One's twelve pounds, and one's thirteen pounds. So again, and oh, this is the good part. It's even better. My honey's going to England at the end of the month, and she's going to go to Croydon, which is right by where her mom is, and visit Hawk Games. So she's going to be a mule because we're going to send her. A <laughs> <laughs> she's going to get stuck. Condoms full of Hawk scenery. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh, Thanks, man. You could have just declared this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why, why is this hot ending there? Oh, wow. Did you watch Rick and Morty? Oh, You're going to have to get no. away. Out way there. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We'll, we'll play that episode uh, later, too. So, wow. uh, But yeah, no, like, uh, super happy that they're releasing it because, I mean, just trying to get, like, one at an event. I was trying to bank on, like, LVO. Are they going to go? They're not on the list currently for the 2017 events yet. And just, like, if they do have them there, am I going to be able to buy more than one? But uh, the fact that they're on the website now with no quantities uh, allotment is pretty sweet, actually. So I'm a fan. Yeah, that is kind of surprising that they're, like, you could order 12. You would think that it would be, like, a maximum of two or whatever per order. But Why? Yeah, this is a company that's still relatively new and still getting their feet wet. And if people want to order 45 buses oh, yeah, to put, make an army, oh, absolutely, I stop right? them. Because so. he makes all the stuff himself, so yeah. he just yeah, makes more. So. 
it's it's pretty sweet though. I'm I'm excited. So yeah, that order is going in tonight, Mike. I wanted to double check and see if you needed a book as well. No, she's getting the book for her. All right. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, second Reconquest book is coming out. Nice. Why pay for That's, shipping when your wife is going there? Well, Mike pretty much hit free shipping alone, and then I just added my little <laughs> extra bit. And well, not a little extra bit, but yeah, we're we're getting free shipping anyway. So yeah, I like free shipping. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> and maybe with those double decker buses, I might actually start working on drop zone. Should be good. So, uh, dude, uh, they should be so easy to do. Like just like a little bit of like rust and airbrush done. It's going to be like details. base coat, zenithal, and then weathering. Yeah. Finished. Yeah. Just weather the tires. Make it so you can't even see them. Just mud. Bam. <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> you but sound so enthusiastic all of a sudden. I'm terrified. I, I told myself that my most of my hobby budget was going to be the 200 bucks that I spent on Malifaux two days ago. It was like, this will be me good for a while because I just bought a bunch of scorn. and, <laughs> oh, that was Malifaux and 200 bucks is a drop in the bucket Bears right now, my beats friend. Battlestar Galactica. I, I I could have let's say bought four three PlayStations. Jesus Christ. For how much you spent on nights and dice? Yes. Yeah. Just for the second order? Jesus yes. Christ. Whoa! Really? How many of those massive buildings did you get? The massive massive? Zero. I'm disappointed in you, Ward. So people are gonna need to come to Onslaught. <laughs> yes, please everyone sign up for Onslaught. <laughs> Before this boy goes broke. Ward does not want to lose his home. But he'll have lots of MDF scenery to live in. Yeah, have he will. Lots of MDF. Think about that for we'll a have a whole apartment block. All but he'll need the buildings to be at least three times that big. <laughs> Ooh. Possibly. It Possibly. hurts because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Should we move on to the next one? Yes. yes. Oh, I know why you're why would you want to move on to the next one? So, uh, well, okay, it's not, let's be honest here. It's clowns in space. Who doesn't want that? Everybody loves space clowns. Space clowns. Yeah. So if anybody's been paying attention joking, to you. joking, right? It's Harlequins, dude. Space clowns. You're not clowning me? I'm not clowning you at all. Oh. I'm serious. They're deadly serious, actually. As far as clowns go, they're pretty pretty serious clowns. Are they, like, deadly serious with, with their masks? Like almost, yeah. like, almost like a deadly oh, like a mask? Death, or death mask. Or like death, death mask. Uh, yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but, I don't walk to get to that joke. I <laughs> made it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Some of them have capes, correct? They do have. Almost all of them have capes. Yeah. yeah. Or at least tassels. <laughs> you should you should paint the capes like our uh, no great house. You know what? No. You can't just oh, I won't. But you can. <laughs> uh, yeah. If anybody's been paying attention to GW's release uh, schedule, they have a new board game or boxed game coming out. I'm not really sure how that's going to work, but apparently it is uh, a standalone game, sort of I guess like the Scout. It's game. It's actually not its own standalone game. It is. It's like the uh, Sanctus Reach Around and um, Shadow Force, and the other ones were. It's <laughs> oh, like a, so it is, It's a campaign. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, he did. Some of you noticed, but yeah, I uh, just so, ignored it. So it's like a campaign tie-in thing reach where around. it's. It's a whole bunch of models, and it's actually got a mini rule book. Yeah, I saw that. It has a mini rule book, so it's just a it's a campaign set. So it's going to have, I'm yeah. guessing, uh, a bunch of different scenarios and how to use the units and like. I know it does. Of. It does say on the description on the website that it comes with the scenarios and everything. I don't know if the full on campaign book is still going to be because that's what Sanctus Reach. I picked up Sanctus Reach to get some of the the Tyranids and Blood Angel stuff in there, and yeah, it had like just the generic scenarios, like how you could play with friends quickly, sort of a. Mm-hmm. Like an old starter set in a lot of ways. But the reason this particular uh, box set is really got my interest is there's finally a plastic Eldrad Ulthran, who's the only unique Eldar sculpt in the, the kit. 
otherwise, you get uh, a unit of Star um, unit of the Harlequin jet bikes. The name is escaping me. Skyweavers, I think it is. And then you get the transport, the Star Weaver, and then you get two boxes of Harlequins. So that's all stuff we've seen before. Nothing new there. And some Death Watch. There's a Death, death Watch. And uh, the Death de- Watch look pretty badass. Uh, especially the one that's done up to look like the old Inquisitor. Captain uh, Artemis. Captain Artemis, who was a really cool sculpt in Inquisitor. Wait, what? I did not notice that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so as well as having the <laughs> Death Watch veterans and the Vanguard veterans with the jump packs and the like conversion bits to do them up all as uh, Death Watch as well. There's also yeah. there's also a Death Jester in there for the Harley. <laughs> That's right. There's a Death Jester too. Yeah. yeah. Right. Artemis. Yeah. Exactly. He's Except he's got a different pistol. I think he's got a. He's got weapon. a sweet cape. <laughs> God damn it, Dan. <laughs> um, but the other thing that's kind of neat too, and I wonder oh, if this is going to be a thing. Did you guys see that one of the Death Watch models has a combi heavy bolter flamer? I did see that, and I was that's like, weird. What is this magic? Yeah, I know. So if the if the Death Watch get like insanely Ooh. weird special issue war gear, that's not like crazy OP, like combi heavy Honest, weapons. Honestly, all you need is frag cannon. Frag cannon, that would be okay too. Yeah, the, work. the rules from Death Watch Overkill, the um, like the models from that other board game in 40k. Yep. You can use it as a, f- a frag cannon, the same the same weapon profile as, as the, uh, the Furioso Dreadnought. Which is a or really good f- weapon. The, f- the t- double shot template, strength 6 rending, I think it is, Yeah, is pretty badass. Which is vicious, and it can also solid fire as strength 7, AP 3, assault 2, 24 inches. Yeah, which isn't terrible at all so for a heavy weapon. If you're not, really good. If you're not within like 8 or 9 inches for a flamer attack, you can just... Like auto kill space marines on a two plus. Yeah, it's not or bad. Or put some wounds on monstrous creatures or whatever. Like so that is incredibly I, versatile. The other thing I like about this too is I think it kind of shows also that GW has somewhat listening to the the fans. No, actually, uh, I'll say it right straight out. They are starting to listen. Yeah, because everybody was complaining about the Death Watch. Um, They've been MIA for came years. Out. No, when they came out though, they were not competitive because they were all like kind of weird independent characters that couldn't, well they weren't, they were just okay, characters. Okay, so you, you mean very specifically the Death Watch Overkill guys yeah. from 40k? Yeah, they were um, okay, but not great. Sort of a good narrative type thing. And now they're, they're coming out with a full codex because I think they realize that people really were excited about this, but we missed the boat on the rules a little bit not able to play a complete army. There were some issues there. Bam, Codex. Uh, boxed set. I don't know. Like, obviously not a board game, I guess, but some sort of campaign set. This is cool. I'm excited about it. I want to pick it up because I'm probably not going to use the Death Watch models for an actual Death Watch army, but doing up the occasional model here and there, like that Artemis character would be pretty cool to paint up. Yeah, that's a nice-looking model. He also looks giant. Yeah. Because Artemis, I think partially just because that sculpt, and even in Inquisitor scale, he was big. So in the fluff, he's just like eight and a half feet tall. Oh yeah, like he's he huge. is a giant. He was by space, space marine standards. Yeah. So so you get he that. Looks it. But yeah. every book says there, there's a giant. He's like he's even big amongst the space marines. Yeah, but that's cool. What, what are you <laughs> complaining about here? I'm like I don't understand I'm what the pl- downside is. I'm complaining is. that every book has that. You know how tall so? Ward is, right? Yeah, it's true. Okay. They never say like. Would it be really? He's a little bit shorter than your average space marine. Because <laughs> no one cares about a short space marine. They're called the, like a shitty guard. But you know what? This is what <laughs> this is what Ward would look up to. I understand. <laughs> he wants the runt of the marine litter. So we should we should convert up a Napoleon complex imperial fist just for Ward to use as his commander. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I get really one of the old space marines that has like the really bulky sh- or like one of the uh, epic guys oh, that had like no, the crazy shoulder ones. pads because they were a little stunted. Okay, you know what I think we need to do and like actually following up on this. Do you remember the staff Catechin models? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I do. And we could yeah. do like 
Hobby Day in Canada Marine models, and just then we could get the knees a little bit. Yeah, just get wards like the rest of us could be true scale Marines, <laughs> and just like Lord. buff up the the bits a little bit. Ward isn't just, smiling anymore. I'm sorry, man. And just like take about a mill off the shin and the shoulder and the thigh pad on the Marine to give like this little st- stumpy Marine ward. But then he can have a hero that he can cheer for. Interesting. <laughs> I just, I just, okay, back on topic. Though. On the plus side, it'd be a lot easier for you to get a cover safe. And it'd be more likely to paint it because there'd be less surface area. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, we're really cutting you down. I'm sorry, man. No, we're not. He's cutting already that low. Cutting me down. I don't even know if that was on purpose. I wasn't on purpose. I swear to God. I'm sorry, man. Um, but ba- yeah, back on topic. I'm super excited about this. I think it's a really good set. Uh, there's lots of conversion bits in there that isn't I'm going to use. Isn't it's a, a good value, value too. Is there is. There's yeah. a good value. There's yeah. like three bikes and a, a Viper type thing in there too. Two. Two. Yeah. Two of the, uh, the uh, Star Weavers and a Sky, Sky Weaver. Okay. Sky Weaver's the bikes. Star Weaver's the transport. Uh, you tell me. Yeah. And for only $250, you get a special edition codex to go with it. Yeah, it's not not actually the worst deal when you think about the number of miniatures in there. That's actually pretty ridiculous. Well, it's a, I thought it's a, is it one hundred fifty? So the box by itself? No, the, bo- the box is one hundred and eighty. Oh, but okay. that is insane because you've got two boxes of Harlequins that are each fifty bucks. Yeah. Then you've got a transport that's fifty bucks. Yeah, and then you have the. the we haven't even talked about the special edition Eldred Althrin, the uh, unit of jet bikes, and the entire Death Watch. Pocket version of the pocket version of the rule so book and a ag- campaign book. Once again, they are listing and they are giving you a deal if you buy it in the bulk. It's a fucking crazy deal, actually. Yeah. Like it's it's Absolutely. ridiculous. And there's been a lot of people on uh, local groups that are picking it up and looking Splitting to split it. Yeah, yeah, they're like, "Hey, I want the Death Watch. Like, is anybody interested?" Well, in for that? me, I've got they my are. Harlequins, and I've been kind of humming and hawing about finishing up the mask formation. And not really sure if I wanted to completely do that because they're not crazy competitive. It was a lot of money to lay out for just sort of a fun army. Uh, now I can do this: get a mini version of the Seventh Ed Rule Book, which I actually would like and would be nice to have because I gave my other one away. Um, and then I can finish my Harlequins, and I'd have all these Death Watch models just to convert, have fun with, do whatever I need. Did you pick up the other Death Watch set with the Gene Steelers? Yeah, I did. So you okay? So you actually would have like a pretty decent chunk. 20 plus models if you decide Sorry, to no, no. I did, didn't pick up the Death Watch one with the Gene Steelers. I picked up the uh, Blood Angels one with the Tyrants. Okay. Uh, but you can actually, Steve, there's a set on. It's, it saves you $0, but it has the first Death Watch box, this Death Watch box, and the Codex for $440. Think of all the clicks. You, that would actually get you a pretty solid Death Watch army. And it'll save you all the clicks. It would save you all the clicks, but it's not. A, that's not a terrible like deal in terms of the fact that you're getting two boxes that are already deals. I'm curious. Is are, are get, they still selling the overkill box? I don't know because if it's a it's re-release for this, line. that'd be really cool. That's, I have no idea. But yeah, the fact that you can have the Death Watch overkill put all its characters into an army with the new Death Watch codex is really sweet. I'm actually looking forward to seeing what... I haven't looked at the rules for the Death Watch at all, so I, I can't speak to that. But if the war gear is any indication, I think it's going to be a really flavorful, fun army. And probably almost all infantry-based, too, which is going to be pretty cool. And the sprues definitely look like they have every weapon you could possibly want. Like, just power weapons, thunder hammers, and special weapons, and combi bolters. And have and you seen the fact that they're giving them a transport that is a flyer that looks really, really cool? Yeah, that uh, actually looks vaguely, not really, but kind of aerodynamic-ish. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> a better version of a Chimera and Storm Talon. 
It's like they yeah, it's like banked. a chimera and a storm talon and the, <laughs> or not a chimera, and the alien Valkyrie. dropship. Valkyrie, sorry. And the alien dropship yeah, yeah. if they all yep. had like a menage going on. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm stoked on it. Uh I'm gonna start I'm gonna jump into our puck rating and say this one is a five for value and stuff. That I mean it's just it's a five. I'm gonna give it a five, but you're not gonna like why. Why? So I was talking to Dan before the podcast about kind of the fluff of this whole box set. How Eldred's like, well, shit, it's the end times. Oh, I know what's happening. Don't worry. And I think that's actually kind of cool. I don't I don't disagree with you. And I want to read the, the fluff before we talk about it, because if they're bringing back you need, this is awesome. No, no, no. You do not know where I'm going with this. Okay, what? They're end times in 40K yep. to Age of Sigmar 40K. I don't know if they're going to go quite Change there. Change places? I don't know if they're going to go quite there, but I think they are going to go into the end times, and I don't think they're going to completely reboot the fluff. Square bases in 40K, it's coming. <laughs> that, <laughs> would be, that would be a serious... Ranked Space Marine Infantry. That would be, a, that would be weird. I'll give you that. Uh, I'd be so happy. But I think the entire reason they're doing it is so they can bring back the Primarchs and advance the storyline, and that is okay by me. But, like, I remember when we were talking about the end time stuff, and it was like, they're bringing back all these characters, and they're, like, making everyone these really cool models, and these yeah. great releases, and these books are amazing, and the fluff, and this, that, and the other, and then, boom, Age of Sigmar. And I'm kind of, like, a part of me is hoping that there's some guy that's looking at, wow, Age of Sigmar is actually selling really well. I want, and Fantasy wasn't. 40K so, is selling really well, but we're going to Age of Sigmar, and it's going to sell even better. So I, I don't think that's true, because Age of Sigmar actually apparently is not selling well. No, it is. There's there's reports out of uh, a few independent realtors down in the states that say it's not doing particularly great. Can I can I just sure. overall, it's doing hand and foot better than fantasy. It's uh, not it's not forty k good, but it is better. Better than fantasy. I don't know how yeah. relative that is. I and mean, this is this is somebody that doesn't pay attention to yeah. But you got to realize the, the financials. <laughs> okay. So Anyways, me, without totally sidetracking, for me, I'm excited to see 40k explode, and just for watching that burn, this gets a five. I don't uh, think they're going to go quite that far. If anything, I think they'll drag it on longer, because yeah. end times just happen so rapid fire, and it's like, oh, the final book comes out, and bam, everything blew up and is dead and destroyed. Good thing you just spent all this money. Like, if they drag it out over a couple years, not like... And their end times, they were like, okay, we need to reboot this fast. Let's deal with this. Like, look. And fucking up a whole galaxy will clearly take longer than just blowing up one little planet. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like I said, I'm okay with, with their idea of bringing back you need and all this crazy stuff. And they all are sort of like coming together as this master race and fucking up humanity. That would be insane. I think there's still time for it to go disastrously wrong for them. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> I can't wait. But, uh, so I guess for myself, um... It does have a it does have a really good deal for what's in the set, but some of the models in there are like like that venerable dreadnought. It didn't look good when it was new. I don't know. It's it is definitely a good deal, but I don't know if everything in the set is really particularly useful, which kind of hurts the value so much. I'll, I'll still give it a solid four. Looks like a good deal if you're looking at getting back into the game or starting a new faction or whatever. It is a good deal. What 50, do you think's not useful? Just out of curiosity. Well, it's mostly the dreadnought, which is like a, what like a sixty dollar <laughs> kit. She probably so. does have four attacks. <laughs> but it's the venerable dreadnought. Yeah, I hear that. I, I Actually, agree. you know what? Thinking on it, if you were going to put a venerable or other like non-contemptor um, dreadnought in your army for some reason, Forge World doesn't make the regular size dreadnoughts anymore. They've all been discontinued. 
I will give you that the Venerable Dreadnought is the worst thing in that set, by far. <laughs> uh, I'll give I'll I'll freely admit that. But you don't think the uh, new Elder Dalthorn sculpt offsets that? I guess you're not a huge Eldar fan. You don't really enjoy those those models. Like weirdly enough, Eldrad is one of the only Eldar models that I ever painted back in the day. Okay, I painted a couple the generic Farseer Eldrad, a Sermon, and a couple other random models way back. A Falcon Grab Tank because allies. Uh, <laughs> it was second edition. Why not? He's but, uh, um, he's the new Eldrad is that sculpt from that like uh, piece of art from the fifth Ed Codex. Sixth oh Codex. yeah. So yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah, it is. I think it offsets the the dreadnought. But I'll, I'll accept your four. <laughs> I'll accept your four because that's Wait. still pretty good. And you realize that dreadnoughts in those starter sets are the only reason people own dreadnoughts, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah Lately, oh yeah, for sure. So <laughs> Iron Clads are a little better. Yeah, that's why they have a separate kit that sells. Yeah. yeah anyways, <laughs> that's fair enough. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give it a four as well. I the set came out and I just I wasn't super keen on it. So it's not your thing. No, it's I'm not a fist and you don't I like, like clowns in space. I get that. No, I mean I don't <laughs> I don't mind the Eldar. Uh, I don't mind the Death Watch, but I'm just like. It just seems like they're just releasing a set now of like, hey, let's do a interesting mashup. Yeah, here's, here's two no, that is literally what they're doing. Yeah, so. it's, and for some people like Steve, it's a direct hit because it's all of his happy spots. Oh yeah, but it's, it's still it's, an incredible it's deal. Great. It's a good deal and everything, and that's why it gets a four. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I'm okay. I'm still gonna just give it a four. I'm not gonna be rushing out and buying it. So well, that's totally fair because I would be kind of weirded out if you went and bought. A bunch of Harlequins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to disappoint you too, Steve. I'm only going to give it a four as well. I'm okay it's with a really four. good deal. Four is pretty good. Yeah, four it's, is like yeah. A, four is well above average. Yeah, like, I, I can't give it a five because it doesn't interest me. It's not something I want or I need. You're allowed to not play those armies. That's okay, yeah. Mike. Yeah. That is okay. I'm not that. Actually, I still have them both though. Harlequin army. Well, Eldar and Marines. Eldar. Uh, they're, they're their own army now. You know what, so I, get, okay. you know what I find don't funny about this? The person that plays 40k the most and the f- person that plays 40k the least both gave it five. You realize I only gave it a five to piss off Steve, I right? know you did, but you still <laughs> gave it a five. But uh, no, in all, realistic, <laughs> in, all, in, in all reality, though, I think I, I kind of like the fact that they are trying to push the game again. Like, I really like the, the, start, or the one-off games, but they don't necessarily get people into 40k like they can but this is like a 40k starter set like they used to have that's a good deal and great models i think if i was being reasonable and not smarmy i'd probably give it a four but the models are all pretty the price isn't horrible so like i don't know good job g-dub you can get your five from like one random podcaster that they'll never listen to like (laughs) i'm telling you i'm stoked for this uh the fluff like you guys remember the black crusade uh the 13th Black Crusade, where yeah. they had Eldar go into the Black, or Eldrad go into the Blackstone Fortress, and he just, like... Turned into crystal or something? Turned, like, yeah, went off and talked with some gods. Like, he's back now. That's the whole thing. Like, he's... Didn't yeah. He, didn't he die in that? Guess who's he back. Died in the, the Blackstone Fortress. But I guess he is... But I guess he is coming back to conquer that weird crystal planet, so if he, like, yeah. turned to the weird crystal thing or whatever... Like, this is, this is a cool story arc. I'm, I'm interested in it. And they've always talked, like, uh, Ayanna Arianthal, the, the Iandan spirits here, who's, like, kind of goes against the grain. She's the one that's, like, trying to get all the Eldar to die and what? become wraiths so that she, they can... Well, R.O.P. Was she the one that was <laughs> trained by Eldar? Yeah. Okay. So she's trying to get everybody literally to die so that Yanid will come around. 
So she's super warlike. She's into helping out Beel Tan because they keep sending aspect warriors at stuff. Like, really aggressive, crazy craft world storylines could be pretty cool. Hmm. And finally, not stagnant. Because they've been stagnant literally as just like a foil for the Imperium. Like, they've just sort of meddled yeah, in Imperial storylines. It's been two minutes to midnight for like 15, 20 years. Yeah, so I'm okay with them advancing at two midnight and seeing Vulcan come back. He never died, he just disappeared. Yeah, a lot of the Loyalist Primarchs just fucked off. I think and the only I, one that died was. Uh, who was the only one that died, Ward? Ooh. Primarchs? Yeah. Well, Sanguinius. Sanguinius. Sanguinius died. He fell and, on his Oh, he died, but there was, there was one other one. Magoo. There was one other one that died. Who, what, do you remember what his name was, Ward? Yeah, Ferris Manus. No, but there was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, okay. He fair enough. Cut off. <laughs> right, but I'm looking more specifically for... It, I feel like the name would be Regal, but that doesn't quite sound right to me. There's no... There's no proof. They found his hand. Guaranteed he's missing a hand. But there's but. no proof that he is dead dead. Yeah, he could come back. But the other thing that's cool about them advancing the storyline, they've been doing insane plastic kits. Can you imagine if they did an Angron? Nah, man. I want Perturabo the Sure. Prince. Cool. Think about that for a second. Yeah, I would buy it. Yeah, I, who wouldn't? That would be the craziest thing ever. Like, if they did it on the level of Archeon or one of those models, you would be into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, if they actually released sweet Iron Warriors plastic kits, I probably wouldn't paint them because I won't paint Space Marines ever again, but I would at least buy them. Now, <laughs> now I will give you this. If they full-on Age of Sigmar and just are like, the galaxy ended, and now we're in a new galaxy with crazy stuff, and Marines are different. And, and it's Johnny Cash playing. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, I, I this now upsets me, but I don't think they're going to completely drop that fluff. It is so successful for them. Uh, like the number of video games that have spawned out of that 40k background. Hey, hey, hey! Legend of the Horned Rat was a legitimate video game. <laughs> yeah, the the fluff and fantasy was not there. It wasn't unique enough. It didn't have any sort of compelling thing that really kept a huge number of people interested. There was a very vocal core group that I think was was hardcore about. But the it. 40k games did shine for sure. Yeah. Right. So I think well, I they were dark. Do you remember Chaos Gate? <laughs> Chaos Gate, yeah. yeah. How about Fire Warrior? That was a piece of shit game. Uh. <laughs> you know what, what actually was amazing, even though it was a shit game, was the like the PlayStation um, Space Hulk game. Yeah, yeah, like, it wasn't bad either. Like it was fun. It was it was a shitty game. Like just yeah. real slow and blocky, but it was, it was a fun. video game about forty k on a PlayStation. You can't really complain too much. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, no, I honestly think they won't go completely weird, but if they do advance it to make it more dynamic, I'm all for that. So I'm super excited about this. Steve is optimistic. Yeah, clowns in space, man. No, that's great. So I, we're, we're talking a little bit about if 40K would go into square bases. Let's kind of segue back into the game that has changed what bases they should be nice on. Nice segue. Nice. I think segue. I've nailed them all today. <laughs> so... Um, I, I want to write this. I want to read this out here because Ward gives us show notes. Am that, I? Did I write shitty again? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, you, no you're you're actually getting a, a bit of a shout out. Oh, here, okay, all right, good. Um, all right. Because it's uh, this thing, this period's called all your base. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> I didn't so, notice that. So yeah, I, I thought I would actually say that one out loud okay. instead of it just being fair enough. Because no one gets to see these show notes. Usually, I fuck up. So. Oh god, they're glorious. 
smart. <laughs> but but this, is, this has actually been a debate on uh, some of the groups uh, right now for, for Age of Sigmar, whether um, games and tournaments will allow the square bases still. Uh, a lot of house rules are now including that you have to still measure from base to base, which isn't a rule for Age of Sigmar. And just some of the, the conversations that people are having right now and just kind of thought that we should get our opinions out there too, so... Well, I guess for me, it comes down to a very simple opinion, is that square bases in a skirmish game of any quantity of models looks like shit. Yes. Aesthetically, absolutely. The round bases, for some reason, are just way more appealing. Uh, Oval bases, like once they started releasing them for cavalry and such, way, way better, right? So I think if you have the option, you should go with mounting everything on round bases. Which yeah. kind of weirds me out a little bit because the like you look at classical sculptors, they have a lot of square plinths. So from a presentation standpoint, I think you could get away with a square plinth, the square base. Like it, there's no. But that's a one-off framework. model. Like we're talking about a bunch of models beside and each I other. And I think the big thing too is models on a battlefield rotate, and it looks weird when the the angles don't line up. You know what I mean? Like if you have a bunch of guys and they're all kind of just at slightly different angles, it just looks really disorganized. Yeah, and OCD. They never don't align. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. That's why you need movement trays. <laughs> but now if you're not using movement trays, you're you're kind of fucked. <laughs> but pretty much. Yeah, every- but do you have that problem with uh, 40k? Sure. Yeah, but I'm saying like yeah, their bases physically don't align. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, you're going to have one guy that's pointed at 90 degrees, one guy that's pointed that way. Like, it just looks weird as the unit's moving across the table. There's too many angles yeah. by looking at a unit of guys, right? Yeah. So, so from an aesthetic point, I'm saying I, I don't understand why it shouldn't work, but then it just looks terrible in practice. Yeah, there's nothing, wrong, there's nothing wrong with using your square bases. If that's what you have, like, you played 8th edition and now you're getting into Age of Sigmar because of the match play rules and that sort of thing, absolutely, still use your square bases. There's nothing wrong with that. But I know a lot of people are transitioning to the round bases just because, again, that aesthetic is way more appealing for a lot yep. of people. Now, one of the arguments that I, I would accept for maintaining your score bases is if you're wanting to use your models in Kings of War or in Ninth Age or in Age of Sigmar, it's a lot easier to unrank square bases than it is to try and rank up round bases. Or if yes. you have resin bases that you paid money for and don't want to just rip apart. Yeah, because yeah, that's, that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, and and absolutely. There's there's a resurgence of ninth right now um, in Alberta, uh, so I know a lot of people are getting into uh, ninth, ninth edition. You mentioned uh, uh, Kings of War, so a lot of people are doing that as well. And there's nothing wrong with having your models be versatile with both systems, right? That was the case with. I see hex spaces split the difference. Oh. Battletech. Fuck. Yeah. How did that happen? How did that? How did that even happen? Hex bases. I'm really good at segueing into BattleTech. Yeah. I've had practice. Hex, <laughs> hex bases on models with capes. Yes. All of the time. Yes. All right. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Did that just completely ruin it for me? <laughs> but it was the same sort of idea when when demons first came out. A lot of people did the square bases so you, they could use them for both systems, right? Because there was nothing yeah. wrong with using square bases. Or they in bought 40K. those terrible Lord of the Rings movement tray square round things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, square tray with round yeah, holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I know. Um, which were good for blast templates. Yeah, they didn't. Really but uh, <laughs> that was about it, right? So, yeah. but I mean, there there was there was square bases in 40k for a while for a lot of 
that transition where the demons could be used for both systems and a lot of players like that flexibility that the demons got because of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you could do that for, for like you said, the the new systems that are that are coming out in that way. It gives you more opportunity to use your models and play more games and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, because ultimately, if there are multiple different game systems you can play with the same models, you don't necessarily want to be ripping them apart or making a change for no reason that is going to hamper you for other systems. So, I like, I personally don't see any issues there. One of the only arguments that I can see for why you should, like, use the bases that they currently come with is there are some models that have some of those rules like oh every model within 12 inches like roll a dice on a six that take a wound or whatever there are some of those types of abilities where having a dramatically different base size would affect your measurements and could mm-hmm. potentially change the Modeling impact of some of those yeah things be, almost. but i mean there's also the counter argument to that too where if you have a larger base then more enemies can attack you right because yeah the, if you have a smaller base more of you can get in yeah the, yeah the argument that was presented just the other day was just like hey you know what i've got this really hard-hitting combat unit i'm going to mount them on smaller bases it's going to look weird but i can get more of them in base to base with you at the time to deal more damage right away right so i don't agree with the modeling for advantage Woo. i don't agree with the modeling Uh-oh. for advantage i like that it should come with the basis. Sorry. That that sounds magical. Did <laughs> so a, he just found a chest with some rupees. Did a unicorn? <laughs> did a unicorn just text you? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> does anybody before we get off that uh, modeling for vanishing? Does anybody remember the great unclean one that used to have the uh, area of effect? Everybody in base contact with it took like a toughness test or whatever. So you'd mount yes, it on you'd mount it on the Forge World uh, great unclean one base. Yeah. So it was like so oh, those bases that are like one. not as deep, but they're way wider, like yeah. a sideways chariot base yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, like oh, one. that's real shitty. I do remember. I do remember that being a case sometimes. Yeah. And basically don't be a dick. Don't yeah. don't do that. Yeah. We're just taking up a larger footprint for getting yeah. your like horde bonuses and stuff back in eight dead. I can understand yep. like a lot of stuff is, is is changing for the base size. Like GW introduced the thirty two mil bases and those do really let you model a little bit more on the bases and fantasy lends itself better to that now. So I mean well, now that all the models are bigger than Space Marines. Bigger than Space Marines, yeah, for the, all the orcs and such, and more dynamic poses, so you're not forced to do the rank and file sort of style. Uh, so I can see them stepping up a little bit in size that way, and typically that's okay. But I mean, if you go like huge bases, like Steve said, like great unclean one on a massive base just to get that advantage out, or have like Gore Grunta's balancing on like a tiny little thimble sized base or something like. If you're yep. staying pretty close to the original intent and just doing like square versus round. I don't think it's a huge impact, but obviously within reason. The community's also got to realize that, hey, you know, you may not be putting everything on a round base because you want to play other games. And it shouldn't be a financial penalty that you need to have, I don't know, magnetized bases or multiple units that do the same thing in different games. Like, that seems Mm -hmm. a little bit crazy, and I think the community has to take some... um, take some leeway with that and also especially when so many of those armies predate the round bases like how how have you known five years ago I think the issue is people taking something that's on a larger base and putting it on a smaller base or vice versa for vice versa so they want to change the footprint I don't me I don't care if it's square or round the footprint's pretty close as long as you keep it the same you're totally right I mean that's without a doubt you can't again don't be a dick I think that's exactly right what it boils down to but uh as far as the actual like um 
sort of push towards. I think there are a lot of people that play Age of Sigmar going, you need to put things on round bases. It looks better. And that, like, eh, yeah, they're right. It does look better. But at the same time, I am not rebasing my Skaven. There is yeah, yeah. zero chance. <laughs> nope. Uh, nope. I'm sorry. Nope. If nope. I have to play in a GW tournament in one day, five years from now, they say, yeah, we, you have to be on round bases or something like that. Because I could maybe see that happening if they keep getting back into running organized play. Maybe they have a new Rogue Trader tournament system. Uh, that would, uh, there's zero chance I'm going to play in that rebrace. Re- the new stuff I don't mind because I'm putting it on rounds, but yeah, I'm, that's not, exactly right. I'm not switching over. Yeah, you're not going to go stuff. revisit an army that you painted up like four years ago. And if I picked that up took necessarily. Me hours and hours yeah. and hours. And if hours. I picked up Sylvanas and a bunch of the new stuff, I probably won't be playing Kings of War with the new Alariel. I don't know if she even has rules or how it's going to work. No, but you can proxy anything in that game, so. Sure, but I'm going to probably throw it in a round base because it looks better. It's a showpiece model. That's what I would do. Uh, All my old stuff, yeah, it's going to be compatible with all the other game systems. There's just, it's just not going to happen that I'm going to go through and do 100 Skaven models. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think the community has been good so far. I haven't heard of, like, any... Uh, stores or events turning away any players because of square bases, so which is good to see. And I mean, the more the merrier, right? For, yeah. for gaming and tournaments and 100%. store events and uh, the campaign that's going on right now, so that sort of thing. Yeah, as far as the base thing goes, I think honestly, pick whatever you want. Make sure it's got a general footprint as to what the model came on, um, and you're good to go. I think that's really the rule of thumb at this point in time. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people are including the house rule, like event-wise, that you measure from base to base, which is different from before. Yeah, it's one of the house rules that they that they give an option for. They don't specifically call it out as one of the new rules, which I think is a little weird. Um, but it's at least pointed out as being like recommended optional or something yeah, along those yeah, lines. Yeah. Like, oh, a lot of people prefer to play this way. Talk to your opponent about it first. Mm-hmm. It's really weird that the because uh, I kind of like the way that they went around uh, with with the previous. I guess not. Well, I guess just the regular rules where you measure from any part of the model because that totally got rid of the base. The base was no longer important. Like you just measure from this outstretched sword or whatever. Uh, but then you got all sorts of like crazy modeling for advantage type things. Yeah. Like yeah, guy with like bizarre. a you know some of those models like had twelve inch wingspans or like a six yeah. inch long spear or something like that. So changing the angle <laughs> of a know. wing or a wrist dramatically Suddenly changes the, sword the model. Sword, and you've got a half inch melee range in that game. So anything four inches forward on that spear and a half inch on each side was technically melee range. Like. Mm, Things got really weird really quickly, and I think it's just too impractical. You could also get into some weird arguments where you're like, how does that work for, like, if you, like, deploy a model and then it, like, rotates? It's like, oh, free pivot, and my end is now sticking out, like, six more inches. It's... It's weird. My Star Trek sticks all the all over the place. So yeah, that would be yeah. terrible. Because some of those models are gigantic. For that. that would be, like, borderline unfair with that tail. <laughs> um... But no, I mean, it's one of those rules where it seems really good on paper. Like, if somebody just talked about it really quickly, like, oh, yeah, well, don't worry about base, we'll just measure from the model. It's fine. You don't think deep about that one. It's like, oh, yeah, it'll work fine. Yes, too many. I'd prefer to go with the base, regardless if yeah. it's square or round at that yeah, point. Yeah, and again, so. you just make sure it fits generally the footprint of what it came on, and you're yeah. good. Bam. There you go. Problem yeah, solved. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm on board. Although hex bases would be swell. 
<laughs> so you could also play in Battletech. I feel like hex bases wouldn't solve either problem. It would probably create all kinds of new ones. I'm surprised yeah, Infinity so doesn't though. have hex bases. Actually, that's a really good point. As much as I make fun of you guys for your hex bases, Infinity's aesthetic is hexes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also like, does Infinity have like, you know, firing arcs and shit like that? Yeah, uh, yeah, but it, it's it's 180s. It's front and back. You don't have but to worry you, about it. But you could have more than just one firing arc. Just saying. It's <sighs> it's an infantry model. The idea is <laughs> you, right. you can turn your head left to right. And you like six just, almost? That's it. Yeah, practically. <laughs> how, would you, how would you be able to have six firing arcs off one base? Don't be coy with me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to talk about BattleTech as much as possible somewhere in my sweet cape. I was get, I'm just giving you an excuse to be like to play with the hex base. That's like, how you can get six fire guards. Do they make there. scenic hex bases? No, but they make resin uh, bases. They make ones with uh, relatively deep recesses on the inside to make sweet scenic bases. Oh, so you like have like an insert? Those yeah. Are, so you could do some because some of the older models they come with like the like brick or pewter between their feet. Oh yeah, yeah. And so it just kind of sinks in, so the feet are like flush with the top of the base that way. Or if you're like me, you just fill it up with crackle paste, and then you get like a nice juicy cracked effect, and it's all self-contained. Nice juicy flush. crack. Everybody loves a nice juicy crack. <laughs> but oh, uh, I didn't say it. Damn. You just you said did it. Say it. In fact, I just didn't start saying it. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I guess we're on to events. Are we? Are we? We are. All right, let's do it. I feel uh, like we might even talk about onslaught this time. Well, maybe a, a little bit. So after uh, all these buildings, we need to. We don't have a lot of events coming up actually right now. So if you do have uh, something coming up that you'd like us to mention, make sure to drop us an email or uh, talk to us on the uh, Facebook page. Uh, but upcoming right now, August twenty seventh, twenty eighth is the Planes of War GT in Winnipeg. It's a forty k ITC event. Uh, I believe it's labeled as a GT. Yeah, Grand Tournament. That would make sense. Yeah. Grand Torino. Holy smokes. So it'll Athlete be... Athlete Eastwood's going to be there. Full circle. Uh, full circle. So yeah, it'll be uh, five games over the weekend at least. God damn. <laughs> Fuck damn. Jesus Just Christ. <laughs> uh, after that, we have Attack X, uh, which is September 9th, 10th, 11th at the Thompson Rivers University in Kamloops. It's got multiple systems. There's going to be some X-Wing. There's going to be some War Machine Hordes. They're going to have a 40K ITC, some Malifaux, some Flames of War, a bunch of different stuff. So check it out. Uh, they've got a website. They're on Facebook as well. And I know that if you enter their... War Machine event, you're also in, entered into a draw for a bunch of troll blood models. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So if you want some troll bloods, <laughs> sign That's up terrible today. talk. <laughs> I probably, yeah. probably take like $100 worth of troll blood base and highlight paint. Oh god. That I'd, would last me like a week. <laughs> I'd be in for that. What are you doing? You didn't know troll blood base is pretty sweet. Uh, then we have Game A Lot on October 22nd and 23rd. <laughs> Uh, it's a board game event in St. Albert, uh, hosted by Mission Fun and Games. They're going to be doing uh, a bunch of different systems all over the weekend. So yeah. they've got hosts for the different games, and you can sign up and take part in the different game systems that they've got going on. Uh, we've also got Onslaught on October 22nd, 23rd. Uh, Ten different game systems that weekend. 
Uh, tickets are now available, so you can sign up now. If you're thinking about Age of Sigmar, uh, I would actually sign up. That's the event that's selling out the most right now. Shockingly fast. Shockingly fast. So there's, uh, I mean... Ex- that would be really weird if you had to open up more spots for Age of Sigmar before 40k. Well, I did have a lot of spots open for 40k to start off with. Yeah, it's, right? I know, but I'm saying like if you had to do that for take away from 40k for Age of Sigmar, I'd be surprised, mm. pleasantly surprised. Who knows? Who knows? They're both on the Age of Sigmar is on the Saturday, but there are uh, events both on Saturdays and Sundays, so you can play in two different events. Or if you're interested in the 40k, it should be the only 40k major that I'm aware of currently. Uh, in Western Canada, at least, uh, I think there's one in the Ontario area, as well. So, but there should be lots of new terrain, uh, and uh, it's going to be at a sweet new venue. So, come check it out for sure. So, I feel like every time you pitch onslaught, you're kind of you're talking about the games, which is fine and dandy. And I'm sure people love that useful information. What would you like me to talk about? Um, what are Most your plans for the thing. Saturday night? So Saturday night, they have a lounge called the Arbor Lounge. Uh, it's right in the middle. It's basically Will we get to prune trees. They probably frown upon pruning the trees. And why do they call it the Arbor Lounge? It's basically in the center of their lobby. There's a bunch of like rocks. It's in the and you basically kind of walk into the area and there's leather couches, there's the bar up there and that's where they're going to be serving some signature drinks on the Saturday night. Yeah, and can you tell us a little bit about them? So we'll have uh, my my goal is hopefully to have about half a dozen signature drinks that you can uh, partake in, in addition to normal beverages if you so choose. Uh, but boo. Will, boo, yeah, I would <laughs> highly recommend trying some of the signature drinks. Uh, so the two that I can think of off the top of my head is that we will be having a hobby night signature drink going on, uh, and then as well uh, a heat sink. Oh. I've also heard. The I'm okay with this because <clears throat> it is kind of funny. I've also heard the out of the basement guys are really interested in getting in on this process. Oh, are they? And having like an out of the basement special drink that night. I'm pretty sure that something can be arranged. So they've yeah. got their they've got their club mixologist on it. Oh, who's this? Lucas. Oh. <laughs> no, he actually knows his booze. It'll be good. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Apparently, Lucas has to drop me a line then, and uh, we can probably arrange something. So yeah. Yeah. Ideally, uh, we'll have some drinks from uh, some of the different like local podcasts and clubs around the, the city and see what they kind of come up with. So should be good. Should be pretty interesting. And yeah, it's just going to be a meet and greet on the Saturday night. So you can hang out. There's nothing going to be anything formal, um, but it's a good way to hang out. Talk there about might be something games. formal. We might have a hobby night room. Oh. Yeah, I'm looking into getting a hospitality room for Hobby Night in Canada. <laughs> that could be dangerous. It would be dangerous. It would be oh, awesome. It'd be amazing. I feel like I don't want it to go on my credit card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm already putting enough money in the cash up front. When we be... run out, it's just done. Out. Like, okay, we're good. We can just like walk away and let it burn. <laughs> <laughs> just pay the like four hundred dollar deposit to not use a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure we get that four hundred dollars worth. <laughs> oh, we're gonna need this. Don't worry, it's okay. <laughs> um, we know but, what we're doing. But yeah, I mean, even if you're not uh, playing in in any of the events, like uh, more than welcome to come out and uh, hang out with us on the Saturday night. So it should be good. People are gonna be talking about their games throughout the day. Uh, people from the Sunday might be there to 
get excited and trash talk for uh, Sunday games. So that's the best part of any tournament, though, is always the regaling of stories of the day. Which which is kind of nice that it's going to be at uh, at this venue this year because yeah, it's, it's lo- going to be a big upgrade in the venue for sure. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> t- <laughs> tell me about it. And in all honesty, I, I love the LVO, and you've, you've heard me talk about it a lot. But the tournament itself. Um, if you weren't playing 40k, it was pretty average. Like, it wasn't that much bigger than any other Malifaux event I've been to. But the best Which part... Which was surprising, yeah. Yeah, but the right. best part about the LVO was this kind of, like, you're going somewhere for the weekend, you're gaming with your friends, you're drinking with your friends, you're having a good time. The whole and city seems to be into gaming at that point in time, even people that aren't at the LVO. Yeah. like we're, <laughs> Yeah. But, so the trick is, you could do all of that for, like, a sixteenth of the price if you just treat Onslaught like you're leaving town. And I think a well, lot might even call it a staycation. Mm. A staycation that'll get you drunk. <laughs> and and I know some people that are that live in town that are actually contemplating renting well, us included, yeah. right? So that way you're just like I'm just staying there for the weekend. Honey. Well, that was the first Sorry. thing I told you when you said you're getting a hotel. I'm like, I think I live about five minutes from that hotel. I'm gonna still get a room <laughs> just so you can stay in that same place and socialize with everyone. Whereas a lot of the other events, when they're somewhere n- not a hotel. You're eventually splintering off, and people are going to go back to their house here, their house there, and yeah. it's all over the city. And that was the, at the community league. That's what kind of happened after the last games. Uh, people just kind of dispersed, and a couple people went to like one Some bar restaurant or whatever. Or yeah, other yeah. guys went to a buddy's place, and if they didn't know anybody else, right? So, but this way, I mean, there's there's the restaurant at the hotel. There's the Arbor Lounge, which we're going to. People are renting rooms, um, so it should be. An awesome time. Yeah, so. It should be a lot more of like an event, you know, not just a tournament, but an event. Mm-hmm. That old school GT that everybody's trying to recreate, and an event that we will be selling Hobby Night in Canada swag at. Yeah, there's going to be a couple of vendors. So we've got um, us. Uh, Hobby Night in Canada is going to be setting up. Uh, there's going to be uh, Red Claw Gaming is going to have a table there. Uh, we've got. Um, a uh, vendor coming from Calgary uh, doing a lot of 3D printing. Uh, so he's going to have um, some cool prizes, prize support for 40K as well as doing some table scenery. And then you can pick up some extra swag from him as well. So Sweet. So we actually have a not just a retailer, but an actual vendor that manufactures his own goods. It's going to be an onslaught. Yes. Yeah. Sweet. Support so local business. It should be, uh, should be pretty awesome with all the different stuff going on. Um, and then, yeah, the hotel is l- really looking forward to uh, it they're just like yeah we'd rather do something different than Nothing your well. your regular well no um just regular weddings right so yeah. some sort of different conventions so they've they've done a lot of um uh video game conventions uh at this venue uh okay as well so they're looking forward to seeing something else and something excited so but uh epic game boards is uh the company from calgary uh that's coming up so they're gonna have uh a couple tables worth of 3D printing. name, I like it. Yeah, they're going to do some uh, 3D uh, accessories and 3D terrain as well. So they've got, like, hmm. dice cups that you can get different, like, logos done up on. So if you've got, like, a faction that you're a big fan of, uh, you can get that mm. done up. So I don't so, have one of those. So I can get, like, a mechanized pork chop on it? Ooh. <laughs> you can oh, God. It. <laughs> if you turn that into, your, like, your thing, I'm so into it. <laughs> like, literally a pork chop. There you go. So. I should convert one. <laughs> oh. yeah. I like go back to my orc roots here. Yeah. Before we get too far ahead, there is one more event that we're going to mention. Um, there is the Banshee painting uh, class down in Calgary, November fifth and sixth. Go to um, it. There's eight people signed up currently. What's uh, the max? Like fifteen. 
Oh, shit. 15 is the max. So I'm it's surprised over, it hasn't filled up already. It's over half sold out. So it is a big chunk of change for the weekend. Um, he is coming from Spain, but it's going to be friggin' awesome. So... Maybe. And it's it's not even just that you're getting the experience of learning from um, some amazing painter that you're going to talk to for two days of your life and then maybe never again. But you're also... <laughs> it's kind of depressing. Which is maybe a little bit. <laughs> but, but you're making really strong ties with the AMSA community. <laughs> yes. And getting to know more people from AMSA... Is it an important it, thing? It's, it's really great because I find the more people that I meet from AMSA, the more amped up I get about painting. Oh. Stop saying the name. <laughs> Amsa! Uh, no, it should be really good. Like, uh, the Matthew Fontaine course, like, uh, I, I added him on Facebook. I'll ask questions uh, and uh, see what he posts and his painting projects and c- kind of pick his brain about what's going on uh, on his painting table, that sort of thing, too, which is kind of nice. So, And I feel the same thing's going to be th- with Banshee. Yeah, you definitely will have a relationship with Banshee, but I find developing that local painting scene, it's the reason why you see... A lot of these like French and Spanish uh, golden demons were always so great. Is that they had a very strong local painting community? And they push each other and they learn. Yeah, and they local like the local definitely club. Like, yeah, they get their creativity going and everything. And it's I it is important to, to foster that. It is important to foster that locally as well. And this, this is a part of it. This is a way to get the juices flowing. To get the juices flowing. Yeah, and I love getting the juices flowing. <laughs> Who doesn't? Especially uh, as part of AMSA. <laughs> But, I mean, even if you're not, like, a strong painter, like, you're going to learn new techniques, like, that's going to blow your mind. Uh, Something that you might not have thought of, you can bounce ideas off of, like, other guys at the painting tables. Try something that's totally out of your comfort zone, and it's absolutely okay for the weekends. And you know what? If you feel like you're not a good painter, you are going to stay feeling that way until you start trying to push yourself and learning new techniques. The only way to become a better painter is to start trying to be a better painter. You can't just sit there, stare at your same paint job, and expect it to be different. Or kill a better painter and steal his power. But that's only if you decapitate him during the quickening. Well, but you isn't decapitate it, him during uh, the quickening. Or to cause the quickening. The quickening take, is take like any... Yeah, take the quickening? You, you, want, you want his quickening. Don't you? <laughs> isn't the quickening a blood angel psychic power? <laughs> it was. It, it was? was? I don't I think know it still is. Anymore. Wow. Gives but you anyways, plus to your initiative. So it, there can be only one. Any level of painter can benefit from something like this. Yes. Be it brand new or 20 years of experience. So that you should not feel or that this is However much my cast. I mean, Tom will be there. Uh, we'll be drinking there, and I will probably be forgetting everything on the Saturday night. You're not so, that far behind We should just get a Hobby Night hospitality room for that weekend. <laughs> We should just start a hotel chain. <laughs> Let's really get yes. this party started. Uh, but yeah. That's, that's a terrible idea. Uh, <laughs> that might be the worst idea che- you ever had. Check out, check out. I'm wearing a cape. What should they check out if they want to get some more information? I believe most of the information can be found on AMSA. Correct. Absolutely. And, and that, for those of you who don't know what AMSA is, it is the Alberta American Association, Society of, Association. <laughs> of Alberta. That and that's all. I, and that's all I got for. I wanted to yell over that because that name is stupid. It's amazing. Shut your face. <laughs> it's what happens when other people have me on their podcast, and I don't have to drive that night, so I can actually get drunk. Mm, one day. <sighs> Apparently, he's still editing out my swears. <laughs> that, that might take a while. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad we have no such issues. On, this on that note, this has been another episode of Hobby Night in Canada. I'm your host, Tom. I'm Dan. I'm Davian. 
I'm Mike. I'm Steve. <laughs> and until <laughs> next... And I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> yeah. And until next time, paint your fucking models. That's right. Have fun, play some games, and sign up for Onslaught and get drunk as fuck with us. Steve's just jealous because he doesn't have a case. <laughs> <laughs>